Do you have that hope this morning? That God is with us and he has a purpose for us. Whether we're walking through the flood or the fire or onto the mountaintops, we need to know that he will not let us go, but that he is bringing us through everything that we face so that we can get to the destination that he has purposed for us that will bring us the greatest joy than we could ever imagine. And with that being said, our focus uh, this week is about calling out to that God that in the middle of the journey that we walk on, that we need to learn to draw close to the one who is leading us. That we need to learn to begin to call out to him, to begin to grow our intimacy with him, that we begin to commune with him so that we hear his voice and that we are able even to pour out our hearts to him. This week's uh, theme is the verse in 1 John chapter 5. This is what it says. It says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You see, that is the foundation, the promise that we stand upon. But it's also the means in which we journey. And this needs to be our motivation um, and our resource as we walk this path of this life. Now, as we look at this verse, today I just want to really just focus on three phrases. Um, if As we pray, um, and as we seek God this year, starting this week, but just throughout the year, these three phrases need to be just buried deep within us. They need to be that foundational rock uh, that we stand upon, that we hold on to, that our anchor is, is just um, tied to without fail. The first word that it talked about, it says that this is our confidence this is the confidence that we have. Uh, the verse right before this, it, it said that I'm writing all of these things that you may know that you have eternal life. Uh, you see, everything we do has got to be built on a confidence. And of course, the other word that we use a lot for this is faith. We need to grow our faith. We need to build our faith. We have got to walk in faith. We've got to have confidence uh, in who God is, um, that when we pray, I have confidence. And it doesn't mean that you have to have some just great faith that, that you know what, uh, you can uh, 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 never doubt. That's not what he's talking about. In fact, Jesus said, all you need is the faith that's like a little mustard seed, just a kernel of confidence. Just that little bit that keeps you going, that you never give up. It's, it's that beginning of confidence that you're just tied to it and you're not going to let go. You see, in Hebrews, this is what the Word of God tells us. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. 
For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. You see, here's what it says. If you're going to draw near to God, and that's what we're talking about, just drawing near to God. You know, God, I don't know what's happened. I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what to pray for, but I know that I just need to draw near to you. It says anyone that needs to draw, here's all you need to do. You need to believe that he exists. Here's the simplest of faith, just to believe that God's there. He's there. Uh, We know he's there because he has shown us. Uh, History has laid out evidence time and time again. He has revealed himself to us. His prophecies have come true. The things that he has promised has come true. And so he just says, I've I've shown you over and over, just believe that I'm there. And here's the other thing, and that he rewards those who seek him. We just need to have confidence to know that he rewards those who seek him. Um, He is a caring God. In other words, we don't just believe that he's there, but he doesn't care. We believe that, that God cares, that God wants us to draw near to him. You see, this is the confidence that all, all, all we need to, to make that, that connection with God, to believe that he's there and that he will reward those who seek him, uh, that there is a plan, there's a purpose in place. It doesn't mean that you have to believe that everything's gonna go right because that does not what it says. And God knows that there are some hard things that, that God brings on purpose because he knows that if he doesn't, that we will get caught up in things that will destroy us. And God loves us so much that he will even bring pain to keep us from being destroyed or lost from him because he loves you that much. But in the end, there is a reward and a promise and an inheritance that he has for us and he has promised us if we will just seek him. Now here's the other great thing that gives us confidence. And I love this verse This is what we need to hold on to. And if you sometimes feel like you are losing your confidence, maybe you go through some hard times and it's easy to lose your confidence and it seems like your faith is getting so dim as that song we just sang, there's times where my faith feels thin. We come to this verse in Hebrews again. Let's just go back a few chapters in Hebrews chapter four. And it says this, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. First of all, you need to understand that you don't have to go to God. Here's what helps us keep our confidence. He came to you. You may feel like I can never reach God. I I don't even feel like I can get close to God anymore. You don't have to because he has sent his son Jesus to come to us. And we know that historically, archeologically, we know it um, in, in our spirit and in the word of God. We have a high priest who came from heaven to us. But look at this. But we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted just as we are yet without sin. We know that Jesus, he knows what we feel like. It's not that he just came to us and said, come on, do better. Come on, I'm here. Can't you at least 
do what you're called to do? No, that's not how our high priest does. We have a high priest who understands our weakness. He knows how hard it is. Now, yes, he did not sin, but he understands our brokenness. He understands our failing. In fact, that's why he came to to take on the pains that we have so that he can defeat them by not sinning himself. But he knows how we feel. He sympathizes. He has been there. He has felt the same things that you feel. It says that he was tempted in every respect. It may not be the exact same temptation, but whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, he felt the same pain. The exact same thing that you feel, the doubt, the fear, uh, uh, the sorrow, the loneliness, the bitterness, Jesus knows what it feels like and he cares. And so he does not lord it over you. In fact, Jesus bends down with you in the dirt and he just holds you and weeps with you. He is not one that is, is standing over you like some perfect, perfect uh, uh, mentor who expects you to get your life right. No, he knows how you feel. That's why you can have confidence in him. Because you don't have to get yourself together before you go to him. Right where you're at, you can call out to God and say, God, I just need you. And he's right there. The last verse there, it says, Therefore, let us then with confidence, again, here's that confidence, because Jesus has felt us, he's there with us, with confidence, let us draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, you need to know that you can have confidence to draw near to God because he's not going to judge you. He's not going to condemn you. In fact, this is why you can have confidence because he's begging you to come. You can have confidence because he asked you first. You're not barging in on him. You're not taking a step that might be turned down. You can have the confidence to come into the very throne room, the presence of God. And where is that? It's wherever you are. When you open your heart to him, he ushers you into his presence. And it says that's where you find mercy and grace and understanding and power to help you in time of need. He will strengthen you, but you can have the confidence to come to him. We need to pray in confidence. This week as we pray... Maybe you're going to just start to learn some confidence. As you begin to pray, maybe this is your first prayer. God, give me greater confidence. Give me greater faith. Let me know that you're there with me. And he loves that prayer. In fact, that's he's waiting for that prayer. And he'll get down in the mud and the dirt. Or he'll climb up on the ledge. Maybe you feel like you're on the ledge about to fall. He's right there. But let's pray with confidence. Let's know that he is there, he cares, and he rewards those who seek him. And so with confidence, I'm going to just simply seek him. The second word there that we saw in our text was with confidence, we pray, we ask in his will. So the second thing, as we pray, um, we need to not only pray with confidence. I mean, that's great to pray in faith 
And some people love to just pray in faith and just, and just claim it. But this is key. It's very clear. It says those that pray according to his will. You see, his will is the key to all prayer. Because you need to understand, and here's the confidence. We have confidence that we have a God who has everything planned out. He knows the exact best route. So why would we continue to ask him to do something that's different from what he's already planned? Just because we want it. We need to stop thinking that we know better and begin to humble ourselves to his will. It, it is in that humbling to recognize that he has a will for you. In fact, he dreamt of your life before you were born and he put it in motion because he was so excited with what you could accomplish. So how much more should we want to receive his will for us? Um, Jesus put it this way. Um, Jesus said, when you pray... Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So he says, when you pray, you don't have to be all eloquent. You don't have to pray lots of words. You don't have to uh, uh, say just the right thing. You don't have to have just all the confidence that you just pray in faith. Jesus himself says, no, 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 that's not how you pray. Here's all you need to do. He says this, because understand this. Do not be like that, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. See, before we even start praying, God already knows what we need. Now, He knows what we're going to ask for, but He knows beyond what we ask. Because many times what we ask for is not really what we need. We think we need it, but He sees beyond that to a deeper level. He sees something that, man, if I give this to you, what you're asking for, it's actually going to destroy what you really need. So, you know what? Let me do something better. I'm not going to give you what you asked for. Because I already know what you need before you even ask. And man, it's great. He's saying, just trust me. I've got something great for you. So Jesus says this. So, because he knows what we need before we even ask, pray then like this. This is what Jesus says. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There's the confidence. God, I believe you exist. You're in heaven. You are the one that's in charge. And the very next thing he says, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, this is my prayer, that you would do your will in my life. God, I, I don't know if what I want is the right thing. And it's okay to pray what you want. That's okay. God wants you. That's a starting place. But be willing to let him mold that request. In fact, bring your request to God. Start with what you want and, and what God has put on your heart. And many times that, that there is a part of that that is the beginning of his will. But let this be your prayer, that in that, but God, let your will be done. You see, Jesus did that. Jesus started with his own desire, but he allowed for the will of God. We know that right before the cross, Jesus himself prayed, God, take this away from me. God, do not let me go to the cross. I do, I, you know what? I've come to the thing. I don't want to do this. And he prayed that. It said that he prayed with, with groanings, 
sweating as drops of blood. He was so uh, filled with that. But yet, here's what he prayed. But nevertheless, thy will be done. And so Jesus prayed his desire, but more than anything, he wanted the will of God. We know that Paul prayed and prayed for his own healing. Uh, He prayed and it said after three times, God said, okay, stop praying that. That's not my will, but my grace is sufficient for you. You see, Paul received an answer. No matter what, God will always answer us. And it will always be a positive answer. Even his no's are positives. They are yes. Because his no's to ours are yes to his. So we need to seek his will. And so I think this is one of the biggest things that in this week we need to begin to align ourselves and begin to seek the will of God. That means, God, show me your will. God, what direction do I need to maybe alter my life a little bit to fit into your will? Because when I fit into your will, you know what? It, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like lining up that putt. When you find the right alignment, you can make a putt from 40 feet and sink it for the championship, right? You drive for, for show, but you putt for dough. See, many of us pray for show. We want the things we want, but we're really going to become champions when we put for dough, when we get aligned with God, we find that right line. When we find the line that God has for us, you will never be let down. In fact, you'll sink it every time. And that's where you become a champion in life. We need to pray your will, your kingdom, God. Let me become formed to that. Uh, and, And as we pray that, you see, that's part of prayer. It's not always to get what what we want from God. Sometimes we're praying to get us to be what God wants from us, to become uh, what God wants and to line ourselves up with him. And so we pray his will. And this week I, I, I pray that even when we pray our request, we pray, God, your will, your will be done. And, and, and we find that in the word of God. When we get in the word and we begin to just just feed on the word of God. This year, I I encourage you not only to pray, but pray and word goes together. When you pray the word, when you read your word and pray at the same time, that is, it should be a, a, a simultaneous thing. That as you read, you pray, Holy Spirit, show me what this is saying. God, how does this apply to my life? And you begin to let the word of God line you up with his will. So we pray his will. And then we close with this. It says that not only do we pray with confidence and we pray his will, but it says then that he hears. You need to pray with the knowledge that he hears. And you need to spend time in your prayer with just letting him hear you. And and sometimes maybe even being quiet and listen to him tell you that he hears you. Many times his answer is not a yes or a no, but it's just, I heard, I hear you. How many know sometimes that's all I want? I just want to know that, that I am heard. Do you ever have conversations with your spouse or with your kids? You talk to your kids and, and it's sometimes it's not that I want you to immediately change, but I just want you to hear what I'm saying. Man, when your kids say, 
okay, I hear you, Dad. I, I don't know if I always agree, but I hear what you're saying, and I'll, I'll think about that. It makes my heart happy to be heard. Sometimes we need to be quiet and just let God show us that he hears. He's there, and he hears. And when God says he hears, it is not just that, okay, I heard you. Right? That's how we respond sometimes. I heard you. You've told me three times, I heard you. We say that just to get them to shut up. That's not God. When he says he hears, it means that his heart is turned to us and is given us full attention and he understands. He not only hears the voice and the sound and the cry, he understands. He knows what we need before we even pray. And he doesn't just push us off. And he doesn't just say, yeah, 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 I'm going to do what I'm going to do no matter what. No, he loves to even just hear us when he is going to do something else. He hears you. He longs to hear you. He wants to hear you. As we spend this time this week, I, you need to, to, to just sometimes sit in the fact, in the presence of God, because he just wants to hold you on his, on his knee sometimes and hear you. Here's how much he longs to hear us. Jesus, uh, again, towards the end of his ministry, before he was going to the cross, this is the declaration that he said as he looked over Jerusalem. He revealed the heart of God. And he said this, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and yet you would not? See, here's the heart of God. How often have I longed to just bring you under my wings, to hold you? And he said, but you wouldn't let me. You see, that's the, the people that would not pray in a way that, that focused on his hearing that longed to be heard by their God, that just wanted to be intimate with their God. You see, God says, I want to hear you. If you'll just let me draw you close, will you let me draw you into my plan and into my will? Will you be confident to trust me to do the right thing? That even though you pray this and, and, and you're really, okay, that's, I love that prayer and I'm, I'm listening to it, but now will you trust me? You see, his heart is to hear you. His heart is to draw you, but you've got to let him draw you into his will. Will you let him have his way in your life? He'll listen to you, and he'll even take that into consideration. And I don't know how it works, but I believe prayer does change things. You know, I know that God is sovereign, but yet I know that he also declares that he hears our cry and is moved by that. So how does a sovereign God get moved by our prayers? I don't know. Those are one of those things that we can't figure out, but it is a promise that God makes. And so when you pray, God comes and hears you. I love this principle that God gave a, a king uh, way back uh, 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 in Second Chronicles uh, the king had not trusted God, and, and God 
comes and is about to tell him of a judgment that's going to come because he blew it. But before he gives him the judgment, he just gives it, didn't you know this? And he gives him this, this principle. Second Chronicles 16.9 says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the world, throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. In other translations, it says hearts who are uh, without blame, uh, that are blameless towards him, or hearts that are committed to him, or hearts that seek him. He says, don't you know that I just am waiting for someone to seek me and to draw near to me and be willing to trust me? And that person, I am just waiting to show myself strong on their behalf. I just want to come in and strengthen them. I am just waiting for someone like that to trust me because I hear them and I will hear that heart and I'm going to show up and I'm going to make you a champion. You see, God longs for that. And he said, didn't you realize this? So call out to me, pray to me, and then yield to me. The psalmist makes these Beautiful words. In Psalms 145, he says this, and here's where we need to just rest in this. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him, and he hears their cry, and he saves them. You see, there's the promise. He hears us. He's near to all who call on him with a true heart. This week, if we will be true to him, don't just go through the motions. You can't just speak the words like Jesus said. Don't be like that. Don't just, don't just speak a lot of words and go through emotion or, or pray a prayer that you've memorized. But if you will call on him with a true heart, a desire to get close to him, to know him more, it says he'll give you the desires of your heart for those who fear him, those who are willing to receive his plan that he planned before you even were born. Are you excited to let him do what he had planned from the beginning? If you are, then he'll fulfill that. He'll give you new desires. And look at this, he hears your cry and he saves you. No matter what you're going through, he'll strengthen you to get through it. He may not always take it away, but he'll make you a champion over it. You will defeat that, that pain, that valley, that storm that you're going through. So just call out to him and hold fast. So again, this week, as we pray, will you pray with confidence? Let's begin to, to, to muster that that confidence to look towards Jesus, our high priest who understands what we're going through and have confidence that God exists and he is a rewarder of those who trust him. And then let's pray his will. Let's not just pray for what we want, but let's truly seek his will. God, this pandemic 
has been a purpose to accomplish something. And there might be even something worse this year. I, I'm sorry to say, 2021, we're heading towards the end of the age. And if we're heading towards the end of age, it means we're getting closer to the tribulation. That means things are just gonna get worse and worse, but that's okay because that means we get closer and closer to God. But if that's his will, then I don't pray make this year better. I say make this year exactly what you want it to be, God, and I'm gonna honor you. And in that, I am going to walk in your hand. And we're gonna rejoice in your will. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Because if it leads me to a cross, then that leads to a resurrection. And that is life of joy forever. We pray his will. And then finally, as we pray with confidence and we pray his will, then we just rest in the knowledge that he hears. And if he hears us, the very next verse says, then we will have our requests. It doesn't mean we get exactly what we want, but we have our requests. God will answer it in the best way that we could ever imagine. But know that he hears you. Our God hears us. You know, I, I think this is the, the greatest thing about Jesus, that he did not come to create a religious sect or philosophy. He came to bring us home, just to draw us close to God, that we could now come into his presence without our sin destroying us. He has just come to create within us a heart that, longs to be with him. And as we walk this journey, we know that he hears us and he draws close to us and he is walking with us to accomplish great things. So let's pray this week and let's let this be our confidence to know that if we pray according to his will, he hears us. Let's pray together.